this is Eddie Dasis. Um, we are on our new episode with um, Valerie Gabriel. Valerie Gabriel, she's an educator, advocate, cheerleader, and lifelong learner. She's excited, um, and we are excited to have her today. Valerie, how are you today? I'm great. Thank you. Uh, thank you thank you for being here today with us on our podcast this is divine purpose podcast and this episode is brought to you by Dasius facility management Dasius facility management they will manage your property for various services such as project management locksmithing and janitorial services we here with um, Valerie. Valerie, what can you tell us about you? So the reason we like to ask this question, and it might be a loaded question, but um, we want to know who you are. And I see on your LinkedIn, you you are an educator, advocate, cheerleader, lifelong learner. So tell us about you. Yeah, I feel like you got it right, all of that. Um... I am an educator, first and foremost. Um, I've been teaching for a while, over five years, and okay. I have the opportunity to teach all over the world, um, from um, Zambia to even Haiti. Um, you know, I've had my time um, to just experience all of that, and I've been at the Department of Education for five years now. Mm. Yeah. Oh. And oh. It's, it's been quite uh, an interesting journey. Nah. We, we, don't worry we're gonna go deeper on that journey because we feel like people can learn from your journey and before we go further so let's uh, introduce the show divine purpose podcast let's go welcome to the divine purpose podcast where we transport you along one of the more dynamic journeys of life have you ever been curious to know what it takes to become a successful leader or about knowing the secrets of life through the bible how about engaging in conversation where no topics are off limits? We will take you to new levels with guests who can help you grasp the importance of your calling. Now, here's your host, Eddie Dacius, founder of Dacius Facilities Management. we back with Divine Purpose Podcast. We, like we said, we have a great guest, Valerie Gabriel. Valerie, how are you today? I'm feeling great. <laughs> so, like we just said, you just give us a, a glimpse on who you are. And one way we, we try to go deeper on that question. So, how was it, you, um, your upbringing? So tell us where you're from, your parents, and we'll go to that journey. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I know it's a very interesting journey. Uh, we got to go all the way back. Yes. How far back are we going here? It's up to you. So you're the guest. You, you lead us where you want us to know about you and our, our audience. Absolutely. Wow. Uh, well, I... I came from a very humble beginning, um, came from my lovely country of Haiti in a, um, you would say, a neighborhood that, um, I don't know how to, how to, how to put it, um, in a bit of ville, I don't know what the word for that, okay. <laughs> in, in Haiti, um, went to um, a, a Catholic school over there. Mm -hmm. 
Um, my dad was over here in the United States trying to, I guess, build a life here and trying to make it work for us because um, economic opportunities are scarce in Haiti. And basically, I never got to really see my dad because ever since I was born, he was in the U.S. Um, so yeah. He never really came um, back and forth because the procedure to actually get papers and come back to Haiti took a really long time. Yes, definitely. So, but, you know, we still wrote each other letters. And back in the days, we didn't have the phones. Um, we used to have to go pay, you know, pay call to call call each other but it's yeah. great you know, that he was very involved still in my life um so it was just my mom and i my mom was a hustler she mm -hmm. um in her own way she was a little machine <laughs> so um goods on the street yeah and i'm very proud very proud of where they came from and to see where i am now um when i was about the age of 13 to uh, 13 yeah i moved here um to the United States. I was played um, in an email classroom at the time, which was to learn the language. And they were so worried about me. They were just like, oh my goodness, right, is she going to graduate? Because, you know, she's coming from another country. Okay. Um, she doesn't speak the language and things like that. And within six months, mm. they actually, <laughs> actually was placed in honors English. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> really oh mm -hmm. man that that's that's amazing yeah i'm glad you share it because we every guest show us something different in terms of their upbringing and one the 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 common denominator is they already succeed it doesn't matter what age they came in but they always do put the work and then excel to to wherever environment they they put them in so let's go on your you here you from haiti you come here in the united states what was the culture shock for you oh boy um well my first culture shock was from the airplane right something like hamburger <laughs> <laughs> That was like a big culture shock because at those times, like when I came, food like this were yeah. things that we um, we envision on TV, like to actually okay. taste. Like, I actually don't like this. This is what I look forward to. Wow. Um, little things like getting into an elevator. That was like such a huge deal. Huge deal. Yeah. Yeah, and the es escalator, elevator, all of these things that I feel like Americans were used to, which is like, whoa. <laughs> Like. that was that was different for you and i and, and i share the same because at the end of the day me when i um i i'm a earthquake survivor so i was in 80 and when the earthquake happened and when i first got to the train so i'm in boston and all the vibration i feel like it was the earthquake to be honest with you so that was something that happened to me type of ptsd so let's go on this so what are the three most challenging event in your life and all and all they challenge you mm, the three most challenging events. Event. yeah mm. okay i would say right now teaching to this pandemic has been quite challenging um the next one is i would say carrying on this 
um, I would say the burden, I guess this expectation of what things are supposed to be like at my age okay. as a Haitian young woman, I've, I've always had this determination and this drive. So people will always looked at me like I'm supposed to go further. And I'm like, is yeah. this far enough for you? <laughs> yeah, I, I understand. Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess like trusting that we are on the right path of wherever we're going. Um, so I would say that's really challenging because um, I've also started to, I've, I've been working with Haitian and just Haitian organization. And this time is also very challenging to be in anything Haiti related because it's just, there are so many crossroads, like for yes. things that you want to do is like, you're blocked there, you're blocked there, you're blocked there. Um, so I'm being challenged in every way possible when it comes to even trying to uplift my people and trying to just do good in the community as well. So uh, I will go to, to you with this question. What kept you going then? You see the shirt I'm wearing today? It's 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 very ironic. I, I didn't I didn't wear it on on purpose because I was coming on the podcast. Mm -hmm. But it's it's really just my faith that keeps me going. Wow. I believe like um I, I'm spiritual and I do believe that I feel like God placed people in our ways that really just push us to to, to keep going further. Like you know what? Mm -hmm. Somebody comes across you. And for some reason, it, it, it kind of motivates you to just move along. That yeah. gives you a sign that you are on the right path and, and that they see you um, and they validate you. It's like somebody, you meet somebody and then they share the right vibe and then give you, like, kind of push you to the right direction. Yeah. What, you, what, you, what you're telling us? That's, I'm exactly telling you. That's all I've seen this year, throughout this year. It, it was the most difficult year of my life. But I feel like little angels come in the form of people that yeah. are just like that 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 guide us in their own little way that support us. Um, All right, so let's let's go with um, what are the most thing you are proud you accomplished? Wow, what's the most thing? The proudest thing? I, oh, oh wow, that's a big question. I never actually sat to think about it. Um, I would, I would just say my life, the way I live my life, you know, I wouldn't say I have one accomplishment, but it's just, um, I motivate me to keep going in a way. <laughs> um, when you look back at, at my age at 27, I have done everything that I've wanted to do. Um, or I, ha I have set my mind to do, um, by my age. And I don't mean to limit myself with my age, but I look back on my journey and if I were to die tomorrow, I am proud of everything I've done until now. Um, from the good to the to the challenges, I, I'm so proud of who it made me. From my challenges in teaching, my challenges in, challenges in Haiti, everything, I it just led me to here. Wow. And this will be my next question. What was your dream job in high school? college and now because uh, if you say you're proud of what you have accomplished that means you you definitely um had a dream job but it might be the same but let, let's hear you what was your dream job in high school college and now okay <laughs> so this one might be a little surprising 
I was never one of those people that was just like, I have the most craziest dream job. My um, mentality was I wanted to live life to the fullest. And for me, that came in the form of what I was good at using my skill and what I love to do. And what did I love to do? It was, um, I love people. Like I generally, I love life and I love people. So I wanted a life that reflected that. So I thought of what, what would be the best career path for me to be a servant and okay. just express all of my skills. And teaching was that because it, 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 it actually allows me to use every single one of my skills. Um, and it's such a powerful job. And it also gives me the lifestyle that I want where I have my weekends and I have my summer and I have my time to spend with my family when I need to. So those were my focus and it, yeah, it, it worked out. I just wanted to love, serve and empower. Mm, so now let's, let's go with you now being, um, in like, so in your high school and I see that you're a cheerleader, what got you into that path? Okay, so I'm not an actual high school cheerleader. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, sorry. So, what, what do you mean? I see that you you made that uh, on your profile. You. Uh, yeah, I mean, I am a life cheerleader, meaning okay. that um, I'm the person that's gonna be on your team that's going to motivate us to keep going harder. Okay. Like, I am such a dreamer. I I vis I, I I I have grand vision. So whenever I'm working on a project, the way I see it, it's like, whoa, we can do this. Let's let's go. Let's go. That's the energy okay. that I bring to every table. So I consider myself a cheerleader because I just cheer everybody on. So now, so what was your activities at uh, in high school? I was that describe, girl. Yeah, can yeah. you describe uh, describe yourself in high school? Let's take okay. us back. So. Um, actually coming from Haiti you know you had to be home at a certain time it was just like school church uh, school church and home so oh, I oh, hold on hold on Valerie we yeah. have a way to say it yeah because I didn't really have the 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 opportunities to be as involved as I could be because you know safety was an issue it's just go home go home so yeah. when I came here I was like what I could do this, that, and the third, and it was like amazing, like to just be in high school here. Yeah, and I just took advantage of everything. I was in soccer, I was in track, I was wow. I was president of the school event, even with my accent and my, you know, learning English self. I I became president of the school, and it's just um, what? Yeah, I. I, I, I'm very proud of that. Um, wow, that's that's amazing. So, what was your campaign? What was it? <laughs> um, I don't remember what it was at that time. Okay. <laughs> I just remember, like, we're gonna get this done. If wow. that was here, like, it's gonna happen. It's, it's going to be possible. But that's that's the way my mind um, thinks. So now high school you graduated high school and you ready to go to college take mm -hmm. us to that process who what so you you graduated high school so you have your time in high school and then now you're ready for college can you please take us to that process yes 
So I don't know if you're going back to my life, but I I'm post college. I'm, I'm almost gone, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I ask is because um, we like to take our audience to a journey to understand you now we need to see oh what like um the choices the choices you made that kind of get you to be proud of who you are and even you just said you you're very proud of what you have accomplished because you took decision you make decision in high school in college kind of shape who is valerie gabriel is today that's yeah. the only way that's the only reason yeah. we can ask you a question i get it absolutely um college you know it was such a new experience um for me but the process it was i would say it was challenging in its own way but the way i worked it was like i gotta do this because that's what i want to do so okay. my parents they had no idea how to help me with this, this college process okay i was a hundred percent on my own but i but i told you like god placed little angels in our lives that comes in the support in the form of mentors and 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 people that that come across to lift us so i'm very grateful that i had a lot of these people that were very um supportive of my journey but also i feel like when you're determined yeah. people, people people are attracted to that so my guidance counselor was rooting for me um i had a lot of people that that were just like they wanted to see me do well so i i i had help there in terms of educators in my life and that supported me um but it was still challenging because the financial piece was completely on my own so it was like my parents were looking at me like i don't know how we're gonna, you're gonna do this college thing they didn't want me to go away wow but yeah but it, it was because they couldn't afford it but granted i found a way you know i applied to so many scholarships mm. i ended up getting a scholarship that paid for my college tuition and all i had to pay for was room and board so but and, and this is so valuable because we have different ages that's listening to our podcast uh, please subscribe to the channel dp podcast on youtube facebook so a lot of Haitian and all in that process where the parents didn't get that knowledge or allow them to even guide them to the college choices and at the end of the day you still make it happen so this is the 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 body of knowledge we want to share with our audience and i'm glad you went to that and and mentioned that you did um a good job where you apply to a bunch of um, scholarship to allow you to go to college yeah well i would say you know first step is kind of have an idea of what you wanted to do you see a lot of high school students they don't really know what they want to do with their lives that's a really big decision but i told you what i focused on like what i envisioned my life as and i was like you know what teaching seems like the greatest career for me and once i made up my mind about what i wanted to do after high school um during high school i was like things came to find me all of a sudden it's like the universe worked in your favor i i found right in my high school that they had this teaching scholarship because a lot of um people that look like me they don't go into the teaching field mm. so you have a lot of incentives that are out there but it's just like what is it that you want to do and once you kind of have that idea um it, it kind of helps to give you a, a path to um you know to guide you 
So I found that and I, I worked hard towards it and, and I ended up getting it because there are so many programs out there that are here to support us too. Wow. Well said, well said. So let's go to this question. So what are the three book you will recommend our audience? As an educator, <laughs> what are the three books you will be recommending us today? Um, I would say first and foremost, the Bible. <laughs> yep, the Bible, number one. Yes, um, it's still my guiding path. I never put it down. Um, I would say another one is Atomic Habit. Oh boy! Again, yeah, I like I like this book so much. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Very, very good book. Very good choice. Yeah, and um, I would say another one is time to quit. Really? I, I didn't know. I didn't know that time to quit. Let me get it. It's brand new because um, it's not brand new. It's just a really it's it's a good book to read in terms of life's decision. It, it's not necessarily about your job. It's just, okay. you don't have to be in a position where you're like, I want to quit my job to read this, or I want to quit what I'm doing. It's, it just has really good guiding questions about what your situation looks like now and how to go about it. Okay. All right. Now, so you finished college and you're ready to work. What was this process for you? Oh boy. <laughs> i finished college i was like what i actually i had like three jobs in college so i was really looking forward to just having one job that could be like the job for me so i was just ready to just be out there uh, and start making money and feeling like living life so that process again came um with me putting my foot out there, I was just a very enthusiastic person. And, you know, the very first job that I got, I'm still there right now. And, um, yeah, yeah, it's been, uh -oh. mm -hmm. and sometimes, you know, opportunities come and they may not look like the perfect or ideal situation, but okay. it's how you're able to use your skills within that situation. It's, 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 it's great. I'm I'm glad you share that with us because people right now with the um, great resignation, mm -hmm. living like leaving jobs or looking for other opportunity. So what what? So this is the next question. What is one piece of advice you you would give to someone who's starting their career? My career. Um, I would say. Uh, my, my career is, is very um, different. Um, I do think part of it is a calling. You have to really have the heart for it um, because even with, with the heart and the passion for it, it still is uh, can be demanding and exhausting. Um, I would say to, to really surround yourself with people that are going to lift you up in it because if you're going to last along in this field you need to be surrounded with um people that are gonna help you it's it's okay. hard to survive in that environment when you're not being lifted up um so it's it's it, it has a lot more negative than than positive okay 
Mm-hmm. Um, but the positive is understanding why you're getting into it and why you wanted to do it in the first place as well. And just know that um, there will be challenges. It's just how you use the challenges. Do you use them to your advantage as well? There will be some ch- uh, difficulties. Um, and know that there is a lot of opportunities to use your skills and and use those challenges to your opportunities use everything that comes in there um uh, to to get out there in in a, in a if i'm making sense no no i think you you make um perfect sense but um let's let's go to an important mentor like who has been your most important professional mentor okay so I have three different kind of mentor. Mentor. I have a spiritual mentor. Um, Professional-wise, I have um, this lady named Ironda Lenz, and she's been my rock since high school. She's just always seen the light in me, and, t- and she's also an educator. And till this day, she motivates me, even with her own journey, even when she's her own challenges. It's like, look, hey, I'm doing it. And here's how I'm handling it. And mm-hmm. it's, it's been this huge um, form of support. And sometimes our mentor, it, it, it can be hard to find them in within our job, right? Yes. But you have them in the career. Like find other people within your career. It doesn't have to be somebody that works with you. Um, and sometimes, you know, those those are the greatest people. Wow. No, and I think this makes perfect sense. Let's go to this question now. What What's the best compliment you ever gotten? Wow. Best compliment somebody ever give you? Um, well, today I had a meeting because I'm starting this um, marketing team at my school to help them out. And my assistant principal was asking me who's going to be on the team. And I told her the people that are going to be on the team, myself. And she's like, that's a really good team. I said, why? She said, because you're also very creative. And you're, you're one of the most creative minds. So she has never said anything. Wow. <laughs> like That really touched me. Like, do you see me as a creative person? What? You've never said these things all these years now? <laughs> yeah, no, that's nice. That's nice. That's yeah. nice. And, and I feel like people need to do that more mm-hmm. where they, they speak to other people with compliment because there's so much negativity now. Mm-hmm. Like we need to start looking for um, things that can lift others. So what was your favorite childhood memory? Um, my favorite childhood memory is actually really sad. Uh, but um, because I don't think they do that anymore. So I used to go um, bike riding in this uh, park in Haiti called Sanmas. Oh wow! Like yeah. our um, our mini getaway, right? Um, they have these people that they used to rent their bikes, not rent them, kind of like what they do in in Central Park here in yeah. New York City, where they have the people get in the back and then they ride it. So there, it was so beautiful. And then after we would get ice cream, ice cream was such a luxury. Um, and we would get the same flavor, which was rum reason. And um, it's been so precious. And I think yeah. that's memories, yeah. Uh, and I think uh, you mentioned in Chanma, so I used to go to, with my family 
every um like um when this, it's like um christmas time and we'll go to shun mass like um drink like um i have fun i get ice cream or pizza so that was our life too so i i think you 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 made a good point in terms of talking about shun mass so now did you ever have a chance to go back to Haiti? uh yeah Yeah. Or was it? I, I know you say you teach in Haiti. Yeah, was, I, I, I go back. Um, I used to go back very often. If like, I never left. Yeah. Really? Like, but now it seems like there's like a road road cross every time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I just went with faith in my heart. Like this is my country. This is the home that okay. I'm in, and I go with the love in my heart and to see my family because my family's still there and I hope maybe you know the memories I'm still holding on to them so I go back no that, no thank you for sharing that so let's go with what do people misunderstand about you most mm. um I would say um I'm very outspoken in terms of my things I'm passionate about and um, I'm passionate about helping other people too so, so sometimes when I speak on behalf of other people I guess some other people may misunderstand it as like um, me starting things yeah but sometimes you know i think we all want to hold on to our peace but sometimes there's certain situations where you can't just be bystanders and watch and i'm usually the pe- the person that's very fearless about stating what needs to be said um about a certain situation and saying it like it is so that's me and it's all out of love because i just i, I think my mindset thinks equity equal equality so if i see something i'm gonna say it Mm, wow and i think this should be the case where you need to be outspoken and, and raise your voice when it's uh, mostly matter to 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 help others so let's let's quickly go to um divine perfect podcast uh, this is valerie gabriel so we're gonna have our commercial now what comes before making a smart decision choices a smart choice is the best option which is who we are That's why our clients expect more from us and, in return, get more in everything we do. We understand the problem. That's why we thrive for excellence. We don't just create a winning culture. We aspire to be a smart choice, a voice for solutions. We believe in integrity, professionalism, and teamwork. Our passion is to bring results from our clients by working harder, smarter, and faster. As a team, we always deliver because we recognize your needs. Choosing smart influences us to be the best version of ourselves. That makes us different than other companies. It makes us confident in achieving our goals. It makes us who we are. And it makes us DFM, the smart choice. Hey, we back uh, with um, Valerie Gabriel. So she she's an educator, she's an advocate, and she's a cheerleader. And we we like 
everything we heard from you and we have more for you we have more for you definitely um so let, let's go to this now you work in as an ed educator so what should what was your first time teaching how was your confidence level my first time teaching um i would say my first time teaching was uh i guess i i did it through volunteering but if we're talking about going back i used to be one of those children that used to play uh school all the time where i would pretend i was a teacher <laughs> oh. <laughs> really wow that's yeah. good <laughs> so i would say that was my first time um but my first time would would be um to a volunteering mission trip that i did okay can you take us there mm -hmm. so one of them was in india and then one of them was in Zem zambia so my first time was actually zambia so i just remember coming into there and actually seeing who i would be teaching with who the people are and just from there my heart takes over and it is a it is a job um a, a career where it, your your heart plays a big part into it granted you know your confident level and it, it could never be too high but it's just like understanding that you're there to support you're not there to just like um pretend that you know it all but just to be there like hey look i'm there to teach but i'm there to just support you in in, in lifting you up that uh, um in whatever you're trying to get through so, so but let, let's say what what do you think so let's say somebody want to get to this path of teaching mm -hmm. or being an educator what are the skills you think they should have mm. um wow you need to be able to multitask, absolutely multitask. Two, you really need to have a good self-care routine, like really have a good circle of support. That's not a skill, but it, it will help you sustain the career long-term. Um, <clears throat> you need to have classroom management. Uh, mm. Yes, patience. Wow. A lot of patience and compassion and being able to, to see every child for who they are and what they are going through at that moment. Um, having that people skill is is very important, I think. If, you, if you're just coming in as it's just a job, it's it's going to be a very hard job for you. Wow. And and this is this is very very deep you saying like you need to be multitask and be patient so why why being patient why is it important to be patient yeah. um it's for you because you'll drive yourself crazy <laughs> <laughs> oh wow yeah. the child is a child and the child is gonna do what children do um which is make mistakes majority of the time so you have to to learn to 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 be to give grace to that they're trying to navigate their own world depending on the age that you're teaching at right six and seven yeah. they, don't, they don't see the world the way that we do they're navigating their own world right now so it's like you know what 
I see this, I want that, and I'm gonna take it and then throw it away and, and accidentally don't know where it is later. <laughs> wow. That's just children. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. So in me involving with coaching, I'm not saying it's the same, but it's kind of same uh, similarity. Mm-hmm. So let's let's go to um, hot topic now. Hot topic. This is a segment where we talk about um, like very very. It's not taboo subjects, but questions people would not have a chance to ask you. So we're gonna try to to go there now. so we have hot topic with valerie gabriel so what ought to see the world into the highs of your student how do i see the world or to like or, or like an educator or a teacher need to see what they need to do to see the world in the eyes of this um, student oh you have to look at look at it beyond you because when you put it in your mind that these are the students that are gonna be leading tomorrow then your mindset shifts how you respond to that child changes how you um how you treat them it changes because when you when you really think about it they are our future and it's not like a literal thing it's actually factual they are and everybody can remember that teacher that had that impact on them that teacher that that broke them you know by saying either a negative something negative or 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 the teacher that lifted them by saying something positive it it sticks to us so you have to see it greater than yourself like this child can actually be the one to even be your boss in in a couple of years um and has so much potential i see so much potential in them so much love and hope that you know sometimes they don't even see themselves and know that you are there to build that to 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 help lift that to to give them that confidence to see that they they have that greatness within them and that's what's going to shift the world as we move forward forward so wow so now in your eyes or should they or should they reward an educator or a teacher in your eyes how should they be rewarding an educator or a teacher how should they reward them okay wow nobody ever asked that question <laughs> Okay, for me, I'm speaking for my class because I teach um first graders and this year was extremely challenging for me um because my first graders a lot of them were not able to have technology last year when we were remote yeah. or they, they weren't as fully like the remote experience were as fully vibrant for them. So they missed a lot of schooling. But this year I was left by myself, right? Okay. Uh, not even an assistant in the classroom not even like a reading buddy support nothing it was just like you figure it out and i'm like no these are not like the same it's not the same year you know these kids need more support this year 
um, one way to have rewarded me or supported me would have been like giving me an assistant, a classroom assistant or somebody in there with these kids um, that I wanted so much to support. Another way would have been to just, um, I, I know we talk about it a lot, but it doesn't help to, to raise the salary <laughs> you know, um, because we have to live. I, I'm grateful I don't have children because if I did, it would be very hard to live in New York City um, as a single woman. And um, I would say just keep acknowledging that the work that teachers are doing is not light work. I think society as a whole needs to just take a step back and acknowledge like they are working with our future generation. That is one of the biggest jobs. It should be actually right next to the president's job. I don't care what nobody says because that's how powerful it is. That job. Repeat it again. <laughs> let's go. Let's go, Valerie. No, we are actually doing a profound work and it really needs to be regarded as highly as someone doing something similar as what the president is doing the president is managing the country but guess what it's going to be harder to manage the country when you don't when you're not managing the people in the classroom because they're the one that are going to be in your population they're the one that that are going to be there so if you're not taking that care of them now and the people that are doing the work of supporting those people then what do you have? What kind of society do you have? And it really does start in school. School is really important. It's where they, they learn a lot. Collaboration, how to treat somebody else. Um, so next question. And, and I think I probably touch a nerve <laughs> but I, i'm glad you sharing it and i think people need to listen so now let's let's go with this question can you draw a line between a good teacher and a bad teacher draw a line between a good teacher and a bad teacher a good educator and a bad educator um in what way like what do you mean draw a line like um like differentiate a good like um try to say okay this is the quality of a good educator yeah. this is the quality of a yeah. bad educator wow that's such an important question because the spectrum of that is so big right because as of right now you know what's what's going on I'm sure a lot of teachers may be labeled as a bad teacher because they're choosing to either put themselves first or they're choosing to really be like, you know what, I need to take care of myself. Um, it's, it's, it's taking a lot. And they could be mislabeled as being bad teachers. Um, whereas opposed to a teacher that's burnout in the classroom as well, that's just that could be labeled as a bad teacher. But it's like, let's recognize the sign of what's actually going on for that person before we label them as what they are and, and, and who they are. So I, I do think that, you know, some people, whether it's the situation is, is good or bad, um, that this is just not the field for you. But even great teachers, somebody who would qualify as a great teacher who who knows their subject, who uh, who embraced the job and what they're doing with the, the students, they can that that person can still in a in a matter of a year be labeled as as a bad teacher for um, 
I guess if, if, if they get, if they're not taking care of themselves, the key to this job is to really making sure like you are taking care of yourself and that you are supported because if you're not, there's a, there's a fine line to getting into that bad teacher line. Um, but I do think like, this is a really challenging job. It requires a strong minded individual, somebody that's really in it, um, to, to, to do it. Wow. Thank you for sharing um, your point of view for uh, a teacher and try to differentiate the, the good character for, for a good teacher. So now, why because i feel like people think and let me know if i'm wrong and i'm trying to be um neutral on that on my question so it's about why why is it important so a teacher need to get paid more i thought that was you know common sense you know um <clears throat> I'm like the lowest paid out of all my friends group and I have the most degrees, <laughs> you know, um, I have my masters and I have to keep going back to school and my other friends, most of them just have their bachelors and they're still making more money than me. And they're, um, you know, they're less stressed than I am in terms of what they have to do. I believe like they should, teachers should get paid more because each kid in your class each student comes with a huge deal of of obstacles or challenges so now if you're just dealing with one like one child i had a child who's whose who's, who's mom just passed away. I have a child who, who's upset that his dad is moving away and now he's not going to see, see him for, for a while. And having to take into consideration the needs of every single child all day um, is, is not a task for... <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. Wow. Yes. Yes. Well, li li listening to you and like expressing what what uh, what type of job it is and the demand yeah. of that job is yeah it makes sense so i'm 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 part of that because i i teach a trade i'm a locksmith instructor wow i'm gonna be the same uh, it's on the same level but at the end of the day it's education um instructing other people and um training them to do the right thing so my question is now so the reason i'm gonna ask this question is because i feel like we need to hear some answers so where what okay why did people think let's say they are saying bad thing about the teacher or or they value more the input of the like the other people than the teacher like where you so you you there with the with the student mm -hmm. like for at least six hours or more yeah six six hours and a half yeah and you see them mm -hmm. they're good and they're bad yes but shouldn't you be the first to not judge them but 
be be able to analyze them yeah i i believe you know i'm i'm probably the best to advocate on behalf of my students because i see what they're going on in there nobody knows because i'm the one that sees um beside their parents and anybody who's in their life really and i still see where they struggle in terms of confidence or or things like that but i agree with you and i can also see other people's side of why they may think they have an opinion on what teachers do because it's so easy to when you're on the outside to looking in that this job looks so easy all you have to do is just like what you got to teach two plus two equals four that's amazing <laughs> what and and that's the way most people see it like it's not that hard just just what's this just teach it to that but then they don't see the part where they're measuring the success of every child learning the same thing it doesn't matter if that child you know that child doesn't even know the number two yet or that child um it is has a special need or this one here just came to this country and is still learning the language or, or, or things like that it's it's they don't see that they're just like it's a one-size-fit-all and um that's the mindset that they're looking at it it's like it's it should be easy as opposed to you and i who've probably been into been in school yeah we've seen we've seen what could have done been done better yeah. Absolutely. So, but at the end of the day, when it comes to even things like bringing community, bringing collaboration, teamwork, love, all of those things, it's it all falls on the teachers. Everything falls on the teachers. Who has to bridge that on top of teaching, especially elementary school teachers, math, science, social studies, um, reading, writing, phonics, all of that. Now we're we gotta add taking care of the social emotional need which is so important too because you're not going to get anything done if you don't take care of the social emotional need yeah makes sense i have two questions and you you're free to you have the it's up to you to answer so i don't want you to get in trouble mm -hmm. first question do you think educators have favorites <laughs> favorite students there are some children in there that sometimes you see something in them Like I have a few kids in there where the, the light bulb, the, the, that that love for learning, it's just like it's on. They just like they're looking, they want to learn, they want it. And when you see that in a child, sometimes you're just like, wow, I gotta protect that, I gotta nourish that because something is in that child where they just like they they crave it, and and you wanna you wanna support that. So so. So do you want me to edit it? <laughs> <laughs> I can edit. I don't want you to be in trouble. I want no, you to no, you be it's, it's it's fine, and it's like you know, it's not that I don't see that for every kid, and I that's what I want to see with every kid. But okay. unfortunately, school is not the place where every kid is gonna feel like you know what this is the. Okay. Best. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so now, the next question is very very loaded, and it's about imposter syndrome. Ooh. Do you think teacher has that? teachers educators they ask that absolutely because it's the measuring scale for what consists as a good teacher is so <laughs> it's so broad and it's so um challenging that even when you you know sometimes you would tell me i'm a good teacher but i'm like wait but i, I forgot to do this i forgot to do that and it's just like it's it's we're our bigger biggest critics and Ooh. yeah it, it's it can be real 
for some people for for me I, even for me I, I struggle with it and it's just having to have faith and believing that you are doing good work and it matters so definitely so the reason I ask is because I feel like um, people can come to 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 work and be teaching but at the end of the day they leave their true self separate where what they the person they are at home it's different than the person that's teaching mm-hmm. so um and i and i think people experience that um elsewhere too so now so we we thank you you did a great job on our um hot topic so thank you appreciate it so let's i don't know if you're a movie person let's go with what what are the three movies you you would recommend to to my audience and why oh that's so crazy (laughs) it's been so long since i watched a movie (laughs) really really you're not a movie person i would say i not much like a media and TV person. Okay. Um, I like to go out. That's me. But I do watch movies. Okay, so let's talk about activities. What about three activities you you recommend people to do? Um, I love traveling. Like it's always a good story and just the experience of traveling and just seeing what life is like somewhere else and just it opens up your perspective a lot and definitely that um i love meeting up with people just i love to hear their stories just going out i'm just such a social butterfly i'm just i'm always at some social gathering some networking event some um organization event because i just love to to just be around people when and then i have my time when i when i want to go home and just relax okay also just writing and just meditating that's just a really good hobby of mine just coming home and just writing i write a lot um to clear my mind Mm, that's good that's very 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 good so now uh let's go with like uh, let's say now they heard you on the podcast and they say wow we need to reward valerie so and they get you a big party a lot of gifts and you have a chance to have five people as a guest so what are your top five influencers in your life that will be attending this event with you oh come on i have a big family (laughs) (laughs) all right so all right so you asked for more so put all them in there then Uh, definitely my dad yeah uh, you know my dad just he just always was so supportive of whatever i wanted to do um just you want to be a teacher fine just go (laughs) that that was his his mentality um my sisters and uh my best friends tahina and Catherine, and i have a huge chunk of cousins that just need to be there because they inspire me so much. Um, so they wanted to be there. Jeanette, Esther, um, Kia. Kia's not my cousin. She's my friend. Ashley. Okay. Some of my, um, some people at my, at work as well. I would say, um, 
who I would want to be there. Ms. Bon George, she's very supportive. I would say Anna, she's, she, she has been there. Um, Edna, she's, she's gone, but she's still somebody that I, I, I appreciate, even though she's not at the job. Okay. People. Wow, it's, wow. It's a lot, right? So, uh, so, what question you uh, you wish I asked you to, uh, today? Hmm. Question. What one question you had uh, you wish I asked you today? Um, I guess like where do I see myself next? Oh, that was my next, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so where, where where do you see yourself? Next five years. Yeah, next. That's a really <laughs> big question. I ask you that because I'm actually in, in that planning phase where okay. I lived out my five years plan, I guess. It didn't go as planned, but it's still, you know. But uh, I just see myself living life still, have, just going with what where the universe wants to take me loving what i do and i'm i'm going to continue to serve and love people in whatever shape and form that comes with so. wow oh thank you thank you valerie so we had um valerie gabriel today she 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 was our guest in our podcast divine perfect podcast please subscribe to the channel and share it with us and comment and please you can you can find more episodes at www.dppodcast.com or you go on youtube or facebook um thank you valerie we had a great time talking with you and then learning about your journey so final word for you um just thank you so much for having me this was actually this was really great um it inspired me to just keep going and you know all these questions i'm going to be reflecting on them later so thank you for having me i hope it touched somebody anybody uh thank you thank you valerie it was great having you and we appreciate you this is divine prepared podcast with eddie dacius uh, let's stay um, stay tuned for another episode see you guys soon and thank you valerie we appreciate it thank you have a good day